Hey everyone, welcome back to Shay's Brills Podcast. I'm your host Shalan, aka Shay. How are you? Happy Friday, it's the weekend finally. Yes. Uh, this is Behind the Streams, a new series I created, which is me having a conversation with Irish and international content creators and streamers on Twitch and any other streaming networks. Uh, this week's guest is Dona Tart. She is an Irish drag queen artist, a content creator and queen of baking on twitch uh we had a good we had a conversation talking about obviously food to streaming to gaming and the lgbt community in ireland on on twitch as well here is the episode
There he is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know who you are, uh, please introduce yourself to the audience. Hi, so I'm Donna Tart. I'm a variety streamer. I'm a drag artist and a professional baker from Dublin, Ireland. And um, yeah, I guess I guess my 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 main my main title would be content creator. I guess. Yeah, I don't. I, I what what else? What else would I say? <laughs> I get so nervous with introductions. <laughs> I mean, you are a streamer as well. But I know that's content creating as well. But you, you did um, what? When did you kind of get into streaming? So like I kind of I've I've had Twitch and things like that and I used to be on Twitch back in like when it was Justin TV like years old but then I think it was around 2019 that I kind of started thinking oh I'd like to do streaming but I'd like to start incorporating all three things that I don't have time for because I was in the middle of college I was working full time I was doing lots of things and I was like I want to do drag more I want to practice my makeup I want to play more games and I also want to do more baking in my own time. And I only had like enough time for one thing. So naturally I picked streaming, which in it happened to combine all of those things together. So um, I kind of do it here or there. And then it wasn't until I want to say the start of the Panatoni that I actually like took it seriously and full time. I don't know if what? I've answered too many questions no, in one no. section, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, what games do you stream? Um, so I think I started off mainly playing horror games because I feel like there was a lot of, um, I guess it was kind of an appetite for a lot of people seeing drag and horror combined. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a very popular drag artist called Deer, who's a, an ambassador. And she um, she kind of like, I guess, coined the whole drag horror thing. And I think, uh, especially for the queer community, horror has such a deep connection to it. So I felt like horror was definitely a thing. But then over time and since I've kind of dipped into more variety because my poor heart cannot take horror every day. <laughs> Dear God, it is rough. <laughs> um, how did you get into drag? Um, so I, weirdly enough, actually, very Irish, very Irish way, but uh, two things that were like kind of a big influence. One was every Christmas going to the panto, going to, going to the gaiety and seeing these dames in drag. Um, at the time, as a young kid who like loved Britney and long hair, uh, <laughs> I, oh, so I was like, oh, they're so fabulous and amazing. And like all my family loved them. So I was like, that's something I want to, I want to be them. And then another one, and I'm not sure if you, you, I, would you know this? I think it was back in 2002 or 2003 or four, there was a drag queen called Shirley Temple Bar on the telly and she used to do yeah. the telly bingo. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, I loved her. I, I thought that she was on the telly for years. It turns out it was only like two years, but those two years stuck with me as a kid because I thought it was fascinating. They're still on TV, but they don't do the drag. Yes. Yeah. Because there was so anymore. many, you know, Catholic Garland. It was very mm. much like, we don't want that on the telly. And I'm like, I want the drag back. I yeah. love it so much. But now you can actually catch her now every Sunday in the George doing the bingo. And uh, it, when I got to meet her, like, I think two years ago, it mm -hmm. was like a full circle moment of, oh my God, you mean you are everything to me. And she was pissed, but I still loved it, you know? <laughs> still great. Still great. <laughs> Do you have a favorite uh, drag queen? Ooh, I think when we talk about, I, I think overall across the world, I want to say people maybe like Thorgy Thor. But when it comes to the Irish scene, ooh. I think Veda is one of my favorites. I really do love Veda. She's a she's this amazing um, 
uh, HIV positive drag artist in the scene. She's always very alternative and she's been really pushing um, the U equals U movement in Ireland and, and kind of giving a kind of breaking that stigma with HIV in Ireland. She's just an amazing performer and amazing activist. And I really appreciate that about her. Do you stream with any other Irish drag queens or any other LGBT community in I your think, audience? Well, I, I, I've been streaming every so often with, with LGBT people from around the world for the, for most of Twitch, but mm-hmm. then it wasn't until I started hosting um, my Bake Off event that I started having more local people on. So I had um, an Irish Bake Off. It was based around um, St. Patrick's Day. It didn't have a rank to it. So it was called Irish Bake Off. And uh, I had, I actually had Veda on and it was, uh, it was, it was really, um, it was really nice because, because I think with doing drag on Twitch, people kind of were like, oh yeah, that's the, the, not Donna, that's Donna on the Twitch. It was always kind of like, oh yeah, that's not the real drag, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, It was kind of, I guess, looked down upon because I'm not out at a club performing, which I have done Mm -hmm. before. But yeah. being on the platform and having uh, Veda on and 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 now being recognized in the scene as a person actually doing drag, I think. Uh, um, what what was the question? Why did I blank out so hard there? Uh, <laughs> was oh well, yeah, it was. Um, did you like uh, stream with any like are you drag queens? That's what it was. Yeah. So yeah. after after yeah. doing it, and I think through lockdown especially, uh, it's kind of helped build a better bridge so now when I go to the clubs I can talk to people and, and talk mm-hmm. to them on a and I'm hoping I'm hoping in the future when we have a bit more of a lockdown ease I can have more Irish queens on you know it'd be oh it'd be fabulous I'd love it yeah because I, I think you know drag shouldn't be just specified to one kind of type of drag of like the bar I think you know streaming yeah. drag would be great as well as well because I've seen a lot more drag um artists doing their makeup on stream and having an audience there. Yeah, I, th- I think the one thing that I, I, I appreciate about Twitch so much, and I think I didn't really anticipate going into it in the first place, was that for a lot of young queer people, I think going to places like the George is such a terrifying experience because you mm. don't know who's there. You don't have someone recognize you. There's alcohol, there's drugs. There's a lot of things that happen around you, which I'm not saying when you go, you're going to be drunk and drug and all this stuff. I'm saying it's a very intimidating experience. Whereas having something as simple as Twitch and being able to interact with a drag artist um, on the internet and typing to them, it might be some young queer kid off in the middle of nowhere having their first interaction with a queer community in a safe space. Um, I think that's so important. And I think uh, I think this generation of kids, especially with Twitch and TikTok, are going to have such a nicer, uh, I, I guess, interaction and a nicer introduction to the queer community. For for me, it was very scary going into clubs and talking to drag queens because they're so scary, and mm-hmm. all you see them is, is is sassy queens on the TV. But now there is so much more character and life to people that we see is beyond just production, you know. Yeah, so, uh, I think that's so, a really important part, you know. I didn't like for me. I didn't know. Well, I knew about drag queens, and then I actually went to the George with my college because we were up in Cork. Mm-hmm. Um meeting other societies in the colleges and they took us there and that was like the first time seeing these queens in person other than from social media mm. um and then yeah no because then after that really i've seen more drag queens everywhere even down here in cork which is fantastic to see oh you have a fantastic scene i think it's like makia makia yeah. is a fantastic bunch of drag artists down there some of the best drag in ireland i'm gonna go ahead and say like so so good um 
but yeah, it's it's so nice. And I know a lot of people are always scared of like, oh, there's so many new drag queens. There's so many because I know they fear like, you know, in any job, you'd be scared of new people coming on and taking your jobs, whatever. But I think now that we've kind of looked at drag as less of a what I've actually been told um, is that I had friends who were scared of drag because to them, drag was that scary person off in their holidays in Ben Medina who went up and, and flirted with their dad. Like that's to them what that is. And it's a kind of almost like a, a bad stigma, almost a lens on what drag is. But I think now in 2021, people see it as an art style. They separate it, especially from identity as well. So mm. anyone can do drag. And I think that's just given it such a lovely um, welcoming, I guess, vibe to it, which growing up, I feel wasn't really there in the first place. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. And I think, you know, even like local Irish media now is like involving more of the LGBT community and drag artists um, yeah. in like RT as well. Fantastic to see. And then even like my parents are older. They didn't see drag queens in person until I went to London with them when I took them to see um, everyone. Is everybody talking about Jamie? Oh, great musical. I love it. Yeah. yeah so it was my first time my dad had like, seen a drag queen. Um, <laughs> I was a bit nervous because I wasn't sure how he feel about it. But he was like the first person to stand up for the standing ovation for them, which was lovely oh. to see. That's so sweet. Oh my god. I think uh I, I, I like I, I although there's like always been media and things like that, I feel like that that musical and also Kinky Boots were great. Oh, oh yeah. Fantastic. Unreal. I think uh I went to Kinky Boots when it was here in Bord Gosh. Uh and my nephew ended up going last minute and he was only oh god, he was so young. And he walked up uh to us during the intermission. He was like, I saw this this person. I think they were like I I I think they're a boy, but they're so pretty, and I'm like, yeah, oh my god, it was so <laughs> it was so sweet. Oh, it's like it's giving me so much like hope, especially with our younger generation. You know, having so much positive uh, representation in media is just so heartwarming. You know, um, ah, oh, love it, love it so much. But <laughs> what uh, has I, no? Oh, go on. What are you gonna say? Have you seen the movie Jamie the Musical? Not yet. No, it's on Amazon. I have to get it. Oh, it's so, it's really nice. And they've they've put a little bit of a twist on. There was a part in the musical I wasn't a fan of um, uh -huh. where they basically said uh, a boy in a dress is to be laughed at, but a drag queen is to be feared. I'm like, feck that. Boys yeah. in dresses, don't be laughing at. I'm looking at TikTok and there's all these these straight fellas wearing dresses and they look fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. But they've really redeemed it in the movie. I can promise you that. It's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Compared to like Dear, Dear Evan Hansen, which is coming out this weekend i think in ireland the reviews for that compared to jamie people actually liked jamie more than dear evan hansen really yeah like, i mean i mean they did cast that fella and i'll ben be honest Hatt, yeah i'm all i'm all for putting i don't care what age people are but the makeup on him really does age him a bit wait mm. aren't they cgiing his face or something i don't know but his dad is involved with the production his dad yeah all right yeah. I can't wait. yeah i'll give it a watch why not let's go <laughs> <laughs> uh what has been the most memorable moments you remember from your first few months streaming i think christmas was the first uh like memory for me that was great because um back then i had like i didn't have uh uh i didn't have the exposure of like front page and things like that and doing big events and stuff so at the time i was kind of you know sitting at like um like early numbers and uh on christmas eve i decided um 
that I would stream and drag and and kind of have like a nice night of anyone around the world who isn't with their family um or whether that be because they're on the other side of the world or because of um you know uh, family disowning and 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 disregarding them due to their personal lives um that night I just I decided last minute like let's screw it I'll stream let's do it and uh there was a lot of people on there who who are really thankful because I streamed through Christmas Eve to Christmas Day till about three a.m. And there was a lot of people who who were just, um, it was really it was really really lovely to see so many people have like somewhere to go and chat and 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 enjoy the I guess the festive season together. Uh, it was it really was like the first time that I was like, oh, this is a lot more than just playing games on the internet, you know? Oh, um, sweet. Yeah, it was really it was really nice. <laughs> What has been your favorite highlight from your stream? Um, I think the the mm, I definitely think the bake offs have been the best part because they were the things I wanted to do the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe I think um, I had a celebrated the first anniversary last year, and in that time, getting to reflect on how much could happen in one year was really nice. But I think the bake off, which came shortly after that, was really the highlight because there was just it was everything I wanted to do in the first place. Uh, within a year, I you know got to do drag on the internet, baking, uh, raise a lot for charity as well. We smashed the goal. I'm pretty sure it was just a really really nice experience to kind of see people appreciating what I do, and uh, and and it was like the first time that people were like, oh, you know, you did this very very well, and it kind of gave me a bit of a, I guess, relief because I wasn't sure what I was doing in the first place, and then I started getting, um compliments on something i'm not used to like hosting and things like that so i think that was a big a big moment for me and it really changed my mindset on twitch and what i can take from twitch after you know because i mean i've watched a few of them and you know i think it's it's very creative to think that i don't i haven't seen anyone else do that i've seen people like do obviously cooking and baking streams but not like that oh yeah thank you so much i really I, i really uh I, I'm so proud of it. Like, I'm so happy. But there's like, obviously, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I, I did one um, last week with Dead by Daylight. And that one was, that one, I think, was also like a big highlight, but in a different way, because it kind of, I, I think with Twitch, there's a lot of times ups and downs. I, I always say to people when they're having a rough time, there's always ebbs and flows with Twitch. There are days when everyone is on the internet there are days when no one's on the internet and unfortunately with covid and unfortunately with school and work there is going to be drop-offs and for me i have put myself in the mindset of look no matter what happens on twitch i'm going to say this is a hobby and i'm going to take elements I've, I've gained from it and put it towards what i'd like to do in the future and with doing that event last week having a production team do everything for me and i literally show up with my hair and my outfit and my script and a few bits that i did on the side i got to just do what i enjoyed the most and it really uh, reflect comparing that to the very first Bake Off. I have had I had a full blown panic attack during a few of them, and having this being like, oh, this could be a possibility in the future was just really like a turning point for me. So I'm very, very thankful, very happy, and uh, I'm excited. I'm so excited for the future. Basically, I mean, you kind of just said it there. I was going to ask how how did that um, idea of the Dead by Daylight um, collaboration happen. So I actually had intended on doing it because I <laughs> I was doing them based off season. So I had a winter one, I had a Valentine's, I had Easter, Pride, uh, St. Patrick's Day, which was Irish because, again, didn't ring. Uh, I started running out of seasons 
And summer being a time when there's just nothing happening, I was like, okay, apart from Pride, what are we going to do? So I started getting suggestions for like Pokemon and things like that. And I was like, oh, okay, there is big communities based off specific games. And I'd like to tap into those things because I know there's Mm -hmm. a big love for it. And being very honest when it comes to making these events, I've got to make sure that there's a market for it. And when I know that Dead by Daylight is very popular, I was going to plan it. So I had actually anticipated doing it by myself in August. I was going to have performers. I was going to have done everything, make the graphics, everything. And it actually wasn't until I decided maybe I'll give it a break. The early in August, I got an email from them saying that we love what you do. Could we do it? But dead by daylight. And I was like, yes, 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 yes. And uh, I'll I'll be very honest. They were very, very, very kind and very um, open in that it was they were happy to do it on my channel. They were happy to give me full creative control. But I decided in that moment that realistically, this is an opportunity for me to kind of be a professional and say, look, you can hire me as a host. I can plan and do everything. Let's do it on your channel because it'll get a bigger um, uh, viewership. And in doing so, we raised over $3,000 for charity in three hours. So I'm, I'm very happy that, you know, I could have A, had it on my channel, had less views. Sure, I could have got some extra follows. But at the end of the day, doing it on their channel, we raised more for what's actually important. So I'm a... I'm beyond happy with how that went, really. But dear God, was it a stressful three months. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's your process on planning for your streams and your socials? Um, I think now I've kind of come to decide that it's quality over quantity. There was a time where I'd stream five days a week. I'd stream six to eight hours every day. Um, And I found over time that I would just get more exhausted. I'd cancel more streams. I didn't enjoy it as much. But I've found that having just three days, either one to two of those streams being in drag, um, has really, really, really made it easier to kind of separate Twitch from life because I'd be streaming late at night. I'd be up through all the night. Every day I'd be exhausted. Um, But really, uh, scheduling and having a set schedule, A, helps growth. B, gives you time to plan your life around it. And C, uh, I guess the biggest part is that you pick what you enjoy. Because if you don't enjoy it, people can tell. And people don't like watching people who are uncomfortable or not happy to be there. You know, I've had people literally say to me, look, you're not enjoying the game. I would change it. (laughs) So I definitely uh, mold the schedule around how I want to work. Mm Because at the end of the day, it's my stream. And uh, I don't want to stream something I'm not happy with, you know. Mm -hmm. What was your first video game you ever played? Um, Ever, 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 ever. Ooh. I think it was the Super Mario Bros. All-Stars on the SNES, I think. I think. Or mm, either that or Doom on the PC. Very different games. Very different games. (laughs) Who's your favorite video game character? Oh, it's a mix up between... I I know, I think it's Sheik from Ocarina of Time. Because... uh, Have have you played Ocarina of Time? I haven't. (gasps) Oh. I know. That's a sin. That's a sin right there. Yeah. So basically, spoilers, Ocarina of Time have this amazing character called Sheik who is gives off this very masculine energy and is like this like I guess they were kind of like themed them after like almost like a ninja or something. And uh and they were very androgynous and that was the point because there's like a whole secret behind them. But as a kid watching that being like I want to be that. They're like, they've got gorgeous hair. They're kind of effeminate. They're very like promiscuous. You have no idea. And I think growing up, even Link as well, actually, Link being this kind of almost like effeminate boy, 
with elven ears and ear piercings. I think that was just like to me, like, oh, oh, that's that's gorgeous. I mm. I want to be I want to be I want to be Link. I want to be Sheik, and I want to be Zelda at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I think Ocarina of Time was definitely has some of the most solid characters growing up by far. What has been a or no? What's a popular game everyone seems to love but you don't like? Oh, a popular game everyone seems to love but I don't like. I don't think there's many games I dislike. I think for there was a, there was actually a long time controversially that I wasn't a fan of Dead by Daylight. Oh, I okay. obviously just I actually just didn't know how to play it. Now I love the game, but mm-hmm. I guess nowadays games. I guess maybe Final Fantasy. Uh, not Final Fantasy games, Final Fantasy, the um, ooh, the online, uh, not Battle Royale, what is it? The, the, the why, why can I not think of the name? The MMORPG of Final Fantasy. Oh, okay. It has there's a lot of reading. There's a lot of waiting. There's a lot of, if the game has five books to read, I'm sorry, I can't do it. <laughs> if I can't <laughs> click and skip, I'm not playing it. <laughs> If you had to live in the world of the last game you played, what world would that be? Oh God, Dead by Daylight. Fuck me. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, no. I, I couldn't. I, I in fact, canon wise, I would be dead every single day. I would not be able to. <laughs> I would be flopping every single time. <laughs> if you could delete one video game forever, what would it be? One video game forever. Ooh. Oh, I don't know, actually. A game I... Um... I Okay, controversial and brave. I don't like Five Nights at Freddy's. I don't like it. I think it's that... It's scary, but it's it's not, it's not it's, a great game, isn't it? It's just jump scares. And then also, now that we know that the guy who made it is a bastard, now I don't even oh. like it even more. But I think the game in general, I was like, I don't mind the jump scares. I think it was it was made around the same time as remember like Slender Man and all those games. Yeah. That were just jump scares. And I enjoyed watching them in the time. But looking back, I'm like, yo, I couldn't. No, no. Being chased and, and like, I just give me some flavor, you know, give me give me give me some fun mechanics. Don't just give me jump scares because I'm sick of it. Sick of it. Leave it back in 2020. Thank you. Do you you stream on a game console or PC? um mainly pc um it's it's like maybe switch sometimes but i you know everything's on pc nowadays so Mm. are you do you think uh pc gamers are superior to console players i think that whatever you can play on props to you because who can afford a playstation and an xbox and a pc and a ds and a switch I'm a, if you can play games on it and you enjoy it, that's all that matters to me. I could not give a shite. But me, myself, and I, I'll stay on the PC because I am broke. <laughs> um, so this is more of a serious question. Mm-hmm. What needs to be done by gaming companies, streaming networks like Twitch for female streamers in the LGBT community? Oh, feckin' diversity. Um, I don't even think it's just diversity because I think Twitch have been trying to introduce diversity and introduce more variety on their front page platform. However, that doesn't really fix the mindset of a lot of people. I think people have grown up with a uh, underlying xenophobia, underlying misogyny, homophobia, transphobia, xenophobia, everything. I think I said that twice. I think that um, challenging those people to really, really understand that this is not a space for them. 
the mindset's already there. Hopefully newer generations might change, but at the moment, um, content creators, especially when they do put them on these pedestals, don't they don't give them protection. And it wasn't until maybe a month ago that they actually gave us protection, but I have never had so much fear than someone attempting to dox me and, and send me death threats while being celebrated by Twitch on the front page. So the correlation is just, you know, they can do one thing, but the, it outweighs another thing. So I think really challenging that mindset of, look, don't be an asshole is, is a much deeper, deeper issue that I think as a society, we really, really need to, to delve into, you know? So I'm hopeful, I'm really hopeful that the kids of the next generation will have a bit of a more inclusive and opening mindset. But at the end of the day, my, my mindset is always when in doubt, racism, sexism, most likely whenever there's an issue, it's always one of those two things, hands down, mm -hmm. you know? Um, what have you learned from your mistakes from streaming? Oh, um, oh, the biggest one I think would be end your fucking stream after your raid. Oh my God. The <laughs> amount of streams that I've ended and I've sat there de-dragging and it's literally me sitting there with all the lights off, wig off, like, <laughs> <laughs> like laughing at their jokes. Like <laughs> it's so embarrassing. <laughs> um, but <laughs> apart from that, I think mainly the thing is, is to kind of give yourself a separate persona because it's, it's, uh, I think there's like this mindset, especially with, uh, people in media is that you kind of have your front and then you have your heart. So there's your heart, which you have with your family and your friends and things like that, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then there's your front, which when people try to say terrible things to you, when they tell you you're terrible or, you know, whatever slurs and whatever at you, that's hitting the front, you know? leave that at the door. When you finish stream, you stand up, you walk away, you leave that at the desk because that to me was definitely the easiest way that I got very close to um, quitting because it was so difficult having uh, almost everyone like welcomed into my own personal life. And I think drag has helped a lot with that because it was already almost like a mask for me in the first place. Um, granted saying that, I think there is uh, less of a division between me in and out of drag now, but I do have that protective front to take care of myself. Because even though someone might mean well, sometimes when they kind of dump a lot of like trauma and things like that on you, it really does take a number on you. So always leave your drag at the or, or your, your streaming front at the desk and walk away and live your own life. You know, have that separation. That's really important. Biggest, biggest, biggest thing I'd say to someone starting Twitch for sure. Do your advice be for a new streamer? Um, schedule, 100% schedule. Um, it, I think the one thing that people will do is they'll always change their schedule nonstop to kind of fit where they feel it fits. But at the end of the day, there are audience who will only watch during lunchtime. There will some that only watch during dinner. There will only be some who watch at 6am. So set your schedule that suits you if you can and be consistent. Try to be consistent. Um, I'm really bad at that, but I do know for a fact that that is one thing that people always look for. So put it in your, I think Twitch has it incorporated now. There's timers you can put on your stream. You can post it on your socials. Just make sure that people know, okay, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that is when I can find Dona here, you know? I think that's really important, hands down. Plan for your stream in the future. Any future goals? Future goals, I think maybe to take, um, almost like what I did with um, the, the Bake by Daylight, take it to a bigger platform and really, really um, take everything I've learned from Twitch and maybe even 
work on a show or work on a on a on a produced maybe baking show you know i'd love to host something like that and produce it because that's something from twitch that i've learned i've really loved which is hosting producing drag i'd love to really take it and 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 make it into something really big you know i think that's definitely my goal so hopefully in a year from now i can look back and be like oh you're on to something dona you know um you are partnered right no 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 you're all. not oh okay i thought you were partnered no, I, I get bad. that a lot. I get that a lot. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's a, it's it's a, it's a, oh, that is a, a, a steep, a steep path, that whole thing. Do you think you go for it? Um, I've applied for it twice. Um, I've met the eligibility of it in the past, but I, I, I feel like there's so much pressure and I've seen friends crumble trying to get there. Mm -hmm. For me, as a variety streamer, that's already a, a notch against me, unfortunately. Um, I know a lot of friends will get there from playing dedicated Pokemon, Dead by Daylight, things like that. But unfortunately, being a variety streamer and doing things that are alternative means that my growth is very steady and slow, um, which is a benefit and a negative. Benefit in that I can play anything I want. And for the most part, my numbers technically, for the most part, stay unless it's a bad day. The negative is that obviously it's going to take longer to get there. And uh, I think what I've done now is although I get a lot of, oh, don't know you're next you should be partner da, 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 da. i'm like yeah but you know what i can still appreciate that i have opportunities and i've had events and i've done things that i have friends who are partners have never done so i appreciate that my process may not be the same but i i i still don't take it all for granted i'm really happy with it with everything i've had so far so whether i get a tick or not all is fine in my books you know what advice would you give to yourself who was just starting to stream um, fix your fucking lashes jesus christ glue them down properly because they were hanging off for at least two years only the other month i was realized i had a wonky lash and i'm like dear god i'm really back to my roots jesus um <laughs> uh but also i guess i think one of the biggest things that i, I always want to say to people and looking back i think at the very start i not that i was really prolifically bad in that sense but i think one thing that's important is that at the end of the day be um, aware that you have no idea who's watching you. Be professional always. Always don't don't talk about other people. I didn't do that, but I did have times where I'm like, I should have been more of an adult at the time because at the end of the day, everyone around you, no matter how big or small, they're colleagues. So you disrespect one person, they may be, you know, the partner the next month and, and they could be talking bad about you. At the end of the day, be professional, show up, do what you want to do and leave and that's it. Because at the end of the day, if you're being a nasty person and you're being jealous and you're comparing yourself to others and talking trash about people, you know, at the end of the day, it's 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 not a it's not great for growth. It's not great for your own mental health. Um, be professional through and through, you know, mm -hmm. um, and that doesn't mean your... don't have fun. Sorry, that doesn't mean yeah. don't have fun. <laughs> have fun. Have fucking fun. Just don't be a dick about it. Yeah. <laughs> um for to pick your moderation your moderators how do you do that um i kind of at the start just had like friends and then over time i had some viewers who would really stick it out and and would hint here or there being like oh would you need help or whatever um i haven't really expanded my moderation team that much um it's kind of the same people for the last two two and a half years now um but uh one thing actually that is a good a good thing i've seen a lot of new streamers they'll mod everyone so all their chat is just shield 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 or sword whatever it is sword 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 um 
pick who you think you need. Don't go overboard because I know for a lot of new viewers, they're very intimidated when the chat is nothing but moderators. Yeah. And I know that sometimes on a quiet day, you know, that is what it is. I have it all the time. But try not to have more than, I don't know, uh, don't have more than a, a tenth of your viewership, basically. So have two to three maybe and also make use of bots because if you have too many mods in the kitchen it's it can it can cause conflict in the future unfortunately which is really not a nice thing especially when they're longtime viewers or friends i have to say i love your emotes and your merch and i love that you you also like you give the artist's name on your 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 twitch page as well which is lovely oh absolutely you couldn't not you know like it's one thing to to get them to to make like the perfect bits for you because I I love them so much I haven't even updated them in over a year and I'm still like in love with them, but like you've gotta you've gotta you've gotta credit everyone even mm -hmm. if uh even even if you're you know, um, only doing a small thing always credit them always because they're the people who are who are carrying your merch carrying your emotes you know yeah <laughs> I'm so tempted them. to buy a sticker and an apron now. <gasps> Oh my gosh. Well, I'm hoping to make new merch soon. I really am because I'm oh. sitting here being like, I love, I love the drawing, mm -hmm. but I feel like I need something a little bit more newer. I still love it, but mm -hmm. I feel like I, I need more because I see friends who make nonstop merch and I'm like, thank you. These are gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> What's your favorite thing to bake? Oh, uh, oh, favorite thing to bake. I, I guess Pavlova because it has a lot of nostalgia to it. My granny mm -hmm. was, uh, phenomenal pavlova maker and i think it's one of my favorite things to make and eat so not that it's that difficult but i still love it you know yeah and um i mean we were talking about it on your well i was in your chat uh, during the week you were saying you were working in like such a high standard of a um, kitchen and then you came back home mm -hmm. um what what's your thoughts on like those kind of standards of uh, kitchens um i can respect people who love the kind of what would you call it? Like the kind of higher, there, there's a bit of hierarchy. Michelin, Michelin oh, but there's, there yeah. is a bit of hierarchy in some places. And I found oh, that there, sure. there's just kind of like this kind of somewhat toxic mindset where you are below someone always. Yes, chef. Yes, chef. I can't do that. Mm. You know, I, I, I don't mind it. And I, I respect people who work very well. I respect chefs. I respect all that. But there has been so many situations, especially in kitchens over bakeries, that it's just you're kind of always grinding in this very tense workspace. And I know there are places that aren't like that, so I don't like disregarding all of it. But for me, I've only really had eh, experiences. And I feel like for a lot of people, a lot of people in those industries who enjoy it, it is their life through and through. So they wake up to work, they go bed, they wake back up with no hours sleep to work because even working excess hours, they're like this, I love this is my life. It's not for me, I don't think. And I like and I appreciate the work that goes into it um but i think in the time especially when i was over in london um it was middle of the night bad social hours bad bad days off i didn't get to talk to anyone and being in so many jobs where i talked to people all the time and things like that it really it really messed me up because i needed i needed to talk to people nonstop, <laughs> and i guess twitch did exactly that so <laughs> yeah um, for anyone uh, wants to follow you on your socials, what are your socials? Um, it's Dona underscore underscore Tart everywhere because there is a Brazilian baker over in Brazil because Dona Tart is Portuguese apparently. It means okay. lady pies or something. 
So it's donut underscore tart on everything, not donut tart, because she fucking took that URL. Oh, no. But all of it's on donuttart.com because I did get that URL. So fuck it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the final question is, are you going to be going to TwitchCon? (gasps) Oh, I think EU, EU, um, it was Australia, not Australia, Jesus, um, Amsterdam. Yes, I'm sorry. I will probably go. I want to. I want to represent the queens over there because I. I think we only have a handful. There's only I think two, three partnered drag queens, and there's only a handful of queens in general. So I want to show up and I want to represent. But if I somehow find the money, or if I I don't know find a hundred thousand dollars somewhere, I might go to the U.S. One. I I I really want to go. There's so many people who I I I. So many friends and people that I really love and respect over there. So I'd love, love, love to go to US, you know? But thank yeah. you so much for doing this. I do appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. This is really nice. Thank you. Thank you so much, Donna, for taking part in the podcast. Make sure to follow her on our socials and check her out on Twitch. I highly recommend it. Um, I've been in her stream for a bit and I absolutely love it and the, the atmosphere and how it's so relaxing there um check her out again uh, if you want to follow me it's shalano on twitch and twitter and it's shalano gaming on instagram um all the links for all our socials will be down below in this description of the podcast please make sure to review this podcast on apple podcasts and with that guys i'll see you all next week have a lovely day an evening of course or have a lovely weekend. I don't know what I'm saying. It's, it's been a wild time. All right. See you guys all later.